Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Becky Brown. I'm one of the associate pastors here at First United Methodist Church in Waynesville, North Carolina. You're about to listen to the sermon from worship this week. You can also watch this service online through our YouTube channel. You can just search FUMC Waynesville on YouTube or join us in person at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. every Sunday. Thanks for listening, and we hope this sermon challenges, inspires, and invigorates your faith. May God bless you. I love this waterfall. I always have. I've been coming here since I was just a kid, swimming in that hole. Our youth group would come over from Cherokee, I think about every summer. Uh, We would stop about two miles up the road at Sliding Rock, spend half a day there. We would always come down here to the falls and just soak it in. Um, It is an extremely cold swimming hole, um, but it it still gives me warm fuzzies just um, remembering those times and remembering this space. Um, So I wanted my kids to experience too, you know. I wanted them to have warm fuzzies about looking glass falls. And so I brought them here when they were little. When we got here, they were kind of playing around uh, in the shallows. They were looking under the rocks for salamanders and crawdads. And um, I started swimming out to the falls. I I wanted to to see how close I could get before it like sucked me under. I I don't even know if it would suck me under, but uh, the the closer I got, like, I don't know. uh, There was this mixture of uh, I'm in fear for my life and I'm just overwhelmed with awe at, at God's creation. Um, I mean, it, it's so loud when you get up that close. It's, it's like thunder. And, and you know how it is with creation. Like, you get out in it, um, and God just seems intimately close. Well, I wanted my kids to experience that too, so I went back to the shallows, and man, they would have none of that. They, they did not want to get immerse in the cold water. I think they were kind of afraid too because they were just little, my two oldest guys. And I forced it on them. I'm like, no, it's amazing. You guys have to do this. And so I like one at a time just got them up on my back and, and I just, I swam out towards the falls as close as I could get and uh, dropped one off and grabbed the other one and did the same thing. And I, I'd come back like, wasn't that amazing guys? Wasn't that awesome? And no, that was a bad idea. I think they still hold that against me. Um, it can't be forced on you, you know? Like, when you pursue that kind of stuff, it you have to have a stirring in your heart. Like, it's got to originate from inside you, um, this, this love for it. Our, our passage from Ezekiel 47, uh, we, we, we talk about it from time to time. It's one of my favorite passages Um, and stories in the entire Bible. Um, Ezekiel the prophet is is having a vision and and the man from God is showing him the temple. And in our particular part of the story that we read, it's all about the water. And and the water is is trickling at first. A a, a real important part of of the trickle is that its source is sacred space. Like the source of this water that trickles over the fresh threshold that becomes ankle deep and then knee deep and then waist deep and then this huge river that like you can't cross it it's deep enough to swim like the source of that is the sanctuary 
it, it comes from the altar of God. The other thing about this, this water, this, this great river, is that everywhere it goes, things come alive. Like two times in this passage from Ezekiel, it says wherever the river goes, every living thing that, that swarms, everything lives. Like he tells Ezekiel, did you notice this, O mortal? It, it, it flows into the Arabah. And the Arabah is, is just wilderness region. It goes into the wilderness and things come alive. And then, you know, it goes into the Dead Sea. Well, I just experienced the Dead Sea, our, our group that went to the Holy Land. Um, I, I remember not really feeling like getting in the Dead Sea. There were some warnings like, it's very toxic, you can't swallow it, don't, don't float on your stomach because you can't get it in your eyes. You, um, but we got in and we tried to be careful and it was crazy how the, the water was just so salty. Obviously so much salt that it, that it can't sustain life. That's why they call it the Dead Sea. Like it just lifted you. You were just, you were just buoyant. Um, there was a power in that water, you know. But there's a power in, in this water that, that flows from the altar, from the sanctuary into the sea of stagnant waters is how the New Revised Standard Version calls it. The water flows into the stagnant places and it says it just comes to life. It becomes like the great sea with every kind of fish. And the fish, it, 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 the sea now feeds people. And along the banks of the river, every, every tree that bears fruit, it's never out of season. There's always food for people. And then it says that the leaves are, are for healing. Like this water has such great power uh, that it sustains all of life. There's something in this water. And it's amazing. We have two creation accounts in our Bible. Um, I was reading the second one, and well, I, mean, I just want to read it for you. It's amazing how new things surface when you read the Bible again. But it says, another account of the creation, and it's uh, Genesis chapter 2. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herbs of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. So in the day that God created, before there were any plants, before there were any herbs, vegetation, before there was any rain, before there was anybody to till the ground, a stream would rise from the earth. A stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. And that's when things started coming alive. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And I wondered what that was like. So God forms a man from the dirt. If the water from the spring has covered it, maybe it's a little muddy, and he forms the man and then breathes life into it. And then that that 
earthen form of a man comes to life. I, I wonder if it's like, you know, on National Geographic, like how you, you see wild animals giving birth, like the, the giraffe giving birth to the baby giraffe. And you, you, you think that the, the mama giraffe is being cruel because she'll knock it down. And you realize that this baby giraffe has to become aware pretty quickly because the lioness is lurking. And so mama giraffe knocks it down and it's, that baby giraffe is standing up and running in no time. And I just wonder about this man that was created. Was it a baby man or a full grown man? At what point did this man become aware? And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Like that was cool too. Like, God created trees just for the beauty of that tree. It was very intentional. And then verse 10, a river flows out of Eden, a river flowing out of Eden, this pristine, sacred place to water the garden. And then verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and to keep it. You know, yesterday was Earth Day, and Earth Day matters. At least one you and I have a reminder, and I think we need reminders about this story, that you and I, we're earth keepers, we're river keepers. It's on us, and, and to be a river keeper matters, well, we know why it matters, because all of life needs clean water to live. That's why I, I feel we feel so fortunate to live in, in the place that we live. Like we have good water here. Um, you know that Haywood County is the only county in North Carolina where all the water flows out of the county. No water flows in. We have clean water. When, I, when Chan and I moved into Parsons six years ago, uh, I was concerned about the, the water quality, and so I just, I just called up the, you know, the water quality guys, and I was like, yeah, we'll come over and test your water, no problem. Uh, he knew that he didn't need to, but he came out and tested it anyway. I didn't know about lead pipes, where, you know, that house is a little older. Um, and in the course of that conversation, standing in our kitchen, he told me all about the properties of our water and gave me the numbers and all of the EPA and environmental and governmental stuff. And, by the end of the conversation, he just basically said, the water coming out of this spigot right here is way cleaner than what all of the regulations want it to be. It's way purer than, than the best bottled water that you can buy at Ingalls. And he left and I was very happy um, with the water that we're drinking. But you know, stuff gets in the water. If we don't keep the water well, um, then it's a problem, and people all over the world have problems with, with finding and having fresh drinking water. Um, I, I love our creation care team at First Methodist. You guys, um, you rock. I mean, your passion um, for our water, for our planet, for creatures, for people, um, for food insecurity, all of those things. Um, 
the, the Haywood Waterways, you know, we do the, the plunge with them. They raised $46,000 in this year's plunge that we, that we helped with. And that goes for kids in the creek. Haywood Waterways, like, they take, they're our river keepers. They do, they do river cleaning. Like, they, they, they're planting plants along riverbanks to stop erosion. Um, they have some cleanups where you can get in your kayak and you can go as groups and you're cleaning up the water. They test the water quality on a regular basis. Uh, the kids in the creek, they get the eighth graders every year and they're in this water and they're pulling out creatures. And I wish I was in the eighth grade because I want to do this. Like they know whether the water quality is good or not by the creatures that they find in, in, a, in a certain space. Um, Beth Causey was explaining this to me. You know, um, they can test the water, but the water's moving. If the, if the water is not pure enough, this creature's not gonna be there. And so the absence of a creature tells them that something is wrong. It's kind of like our concert for conservation where we saved the hellbender. And I learned about this, this beautiful salamander that's nicknamed the this, this snot-nosed salamander or something. <laughs> but like that salamander has to have the most pure water to exist. And if they're not there, then you know there's, there's something wrong with the water. But we're river keepers. And it's important. And I find myself on Earth Day wanting to, to force it on you. Like, I, I want you to have this passion and this, this desire to, to get in the water and to clean it up and to care about all kinds of environmental things. Um, I, I want to I go on and on and on about all of the disastrous things that are happening in the world. But you know, like, I can't force it on you. It's just like me trying to force Ben and Joey back at the waterfall. Like, they didn't want to go in there. I couldn't force them to, to, to own it and to feel it and to want it. They're still resenting me for it. And I, you know, like if I just throw a bunch of stuff at you, you, you might just resent me for it. It's gotta, it's gotta come from your own heart. You have to be stirred and you, you have to know. Like that's the thing, you just have to know. It's like with other things too. Um, Bill Everett and our, our friends from Roundtable Worship and, and Reconciling Ministries, like their passion is we, we, we got to get at the table. We have to sit at the table together. And we've done a good bit of that. And when, when I sit at the table with you, we can be in radically different places. But now all of a sudden, because I'm all in, because I'm giving a part of my life to you and I'm listening to your story, then now I, I know who you are. And I understand that you are a beautiful creature and a child of God. Um, even though we might be in different places on, on lots of things. Um, you know, our, our passage from Ezekiel, this, this water flows out of the temple. Um, it, it comes from this sacred place. And, and it just gradually becomes this larger body of water. It becomes a river that's uh, too big to cross. You know, Ezekiel tells us that this river, it's, it's deep enough to swim. And as I think about Earth Day, as I think about this sermon, as I think about what is it that we need to really be keepers of, of this earth and keepers of this river, and I think that's the clue. Like, we just need to jump in. Um, we just need to swim. So my prayer for us 
is that God will help us swim well. <laughs>